about them and I followed someone on Instagram who was very obsessed with them. I had to actually unfollow her. It was too macro intensive. So like, what are they? Do you know, Bex? I don't know what a macro is. I actually will Google it for us. I thought macro was an outfit. So (laughs) I'm sure I'm wrong. Let's see what macros are. A macro diet goes a step further than typical calorie counting. For it, you count the macronutrients, which are the grams of protein, carbs, and fats you're eating within your calorie goal and in what ratios. So you're basically, you're counting the macronutrients, which are the proteins, carbs, and fats. So you're... You're not, you don't necessarily have a daily intake for calories like you would for calories, which are different in every human being. Like you can't say the average person needs this amount of calories. Everyone's going to, I think because of their metabolisms, everyone's going to need something different. So with the macros, you're just going on how much your body needs in nutrients with fat and then then separated into fat, protein, protein and carbohydrates. Yeah, it's like a step. I think it's a step further than calorie counting. So you're, I I guess, you're macro counting or, yeah, does that sound right? It's the end. I think it's it's the energy in the food. Yeah. So it's probably good for you. It's probably actually a more nutritional way because you could do calories like, oh, I had one packet, a whole packet of Tim Tams. I had a hamburger. That's it for the day. I'm right. done with my calories. Exactly. There's no nutrients in that. There's no nutrients in Tim Tams. So you can't just be like, oh, I'll have one Tim Tam. Okay. Well, I've just, it's only a hundred calories, but I think this goes a step further into counting the nutrients mm. that you're getting out of the food. So it's probably a lot better than yeah. calorie counting. It's probably also more in uh, for the individual Right, I think it's it's it sounds like it's a more healthy way more healthy of way. tracking yeah, and losing weight your food or changing habits. Yeah, I just wanted to know like what they are, and I know they've been around for a while, but I don't think it's very common. I think it's not very common for people to track them because they might be a little bit more complicated um, as opposed to calories. We used to count calories in our twenties all the time. Oh, we and I'm we sure had all people the still do. I, yeah, and I'm. Th- I'm sure the super health conscious are laughing at us right now because I'm sure they've been counting their macros yeah. for years. Well, Beck just noticed <laughs> on a one of her apps, fitness apps, macro button appeared. So Right. I've just went to take a look at uh my fitness pal and I've noticed that there was always a graph back in the day when I was using uh my fitness pal and there was a graph that calculated that or at least told you the percentage of what you're mm. eating and it did just pop out popped up macros so there we go it's a thing it's so not an it's outfit about the energy it's about the <laughs> nutrients it's more about health i think i'm down with macros now that i know a little bit more about them that i've discussed them with you because i feel like when i discuss it with you or you know like a friend you sort of learn a bit better yeah, we're, we're learning as we we're, go. We're unqualified. Like, I, I'm learning this. <laughs> I'm unqualified about macros and many other things. 
I might I might be on the macro train and I'll be counting my macros instead of yeah, calories. I could try it. It sounds like a lot of work though. Yes. I just don't have that kind of like I don't have any more to give. <laughs> I know. Well, like we're already counting calories. I'm trying Why to do we have yeah, to now count our macros? I'm trying to increase the, the veg. I'm trying to increase the greens. I mean, there's always the something. There's always something to count. Mm. And, you know, like I say, I think, you know, in our 20s, we were always like chasing the fads and the Atkins diets. And, oh. this, and now it's gone to like keto and whatever that is. Um, the 30 day. <laughs> that's another thing. That's a whole 30. The whole, that's it. I actually tried to do whole 30. Yeah. Um, I tried a bit. I, I failed in a sense that I think whole 30 is very meat based of a diet. And I think keto is the same. You know, I'd been a pescatarian for like six, seven years. So mm. doing the whole 30 was, you know, not great for me. I had to, you know, meat intensive. Stop. It is very meat intensive. The only thing that was good about the whole thirty was it did like it is no sugars. Yeah, and it did help me cut no down sugars. on sugar. Just no fun in your life. No fun in life. But it's weird once you cleanse yourself of sugar. Oh yeah. For like, even after a month or well, two days, three days, I was <laughs> literally getting the shakes. Like I was having withdrawals. Oh god, which is nuts. But after a month, you actually don't crave sugar as much yes. or anything you do have that has sugar is super sweet. Yeah. I must say when I cut out, cause I don't, I didn't do it like all sugar is banned. I just did all chocolate is just out of the question right. um, for, I think it was maybe I want to say a few weeks. And yeah, when I did have my first taste of like chocolate, it was, like wait, even the dark chocolate was like very sweet. Right. Yeah. Even you do dark, you do sure. wean yourself off it. Absolutely. I mean, with whole thirty, you're not even allowed like honey or anything or certain fruits, but so you have to like sweeten things with dates. But it's that's kind of extreme. But I don't think I don't know with me. Anyways, I think what's most important is eating foods and just kind of not restricting yourself mm. like it's more of a lifestyle I would 100% agree with that yeah because we tried that uh in our 20s it was all about being skeletal, skeletal. Do you remember when I would call you and say yes I I'm so skeletal this week like yeah, one can like, of tuna being... and I'm a size eight now I'm gonna be um, really skeletal this week and I was always like oh it's I'm... not healthy and it's not necessarily it wasn't like you know we are very privileged even to be discussing this these are first world problems and uh, the eating disorders are no laughing matter. And, but you know, I wouldn't say that I, I personally went down that track. Well, I don't think you did ever. No. But uh, it was like a very, like, you know, that inner desire to be, when I say skeletal, I don't mean like, you know, uh, emaciated. I mean, you know, that just natural ballerina, Audrey Hepburn type body where it's like zero fat. And they're just like, they're just like floating waifs, but natural. That kind of skeletal, like it's just that secret desire that you want to be like that. But because you always want to be what you're not. And like, the, I'm the opposite. I'm like, you know, I'm the opposite of that. You're not, I wouldn't say the opposite, but I don't think we're, uh, it's not, I don't think it's cool to be thin anymore. Mm -hmm, I don't think true. thin is in. I think it's cool to be the best version of yourself. Does that sound cheesy? No, absolutely. <laughs> I think toned is yeah. in, eating healthy is in, 
kind of having that shapely, maybe over extreme of gigantic asses and <laughs> it's definitely you know what I mean? in fashion it's whether or not fashion. you can achieve it i don't it think naturally. too thin everyone wants a butt right now no one yeah. everyone wants some thick some like thicker thighs they want to mm. be not too thick but it's you know i think things have changed in a good way do you think it depends where you are like in la do you think it's about that because here no. it's still about it's about thin. fitness and it's about eating well and it's about looking amazing and then obviously then we're, you know, having, you know, um, Botox and fillers and all that stuff. But, no, I don't think mm. there's as much talk of being super skinny anymore, at least. Yeah. Or maybe it's just an age thing. But I'm not surrounded by that no. anymore. No, no, it was like not like the 90s with, you know, Kate Moss and that famous Calvin Klein ad where she was like extremely wafy. It's now Brazilian butt lifts, isn't it? And people are getting augmented uh, plastic surgery to, you know, butt implants. Yeah. Uh, but very exaggerated. Exactly. A little bit too exaggerated. Everyone's starting to look the same. Very homogenous. Very the same. Like the microblading, the filler. Microblading the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like they're unique features are not distinguishable anymore it's like it's like they've lost that uniqueness in their face because you know like and faces are not there there there's a symmetry to them i think it's called the fibonacci rule i've actually i don't know reese i can't remember who i was talking to about this or i read it somewhere there's like a pattern of numbers and it makes up like the symmetry or non-symmetry that we see in people's faces. Yeah. Like that quirkiness. Of course, Someone I think have the it's nose natural a little bit, you know, to be non-symmetrical. To exactly. But what surgery and fillers and Botox are doing are making your face super symmetrical. So everything is yes. perfect. Which is not which is not what we're used to seeing. Maybe for us it's quite jarring, maybe not for the youth because they don't, they're not, I don't know, they're still spongy or, like, they're still, like, open to suggestion. But for me, I keep seeing that same look and I go, she, like, what, like, she looks like this other girl I just saw 10 minutes ago. Like, that exact same. Same. I don't know if it's the fake tan colour that's the same as well. I don't know what the spray tan. Yeah, and, I mean, makeup does a lot lot as well. Oh, contouring is everything, yeah. You know, you've got contouring, you've got, you know, so people are – you know, contouring everything and using, you know, different makeup techniques or using the same makeup techniques, which is why everyone's all which looking is why the same. They look the same. Yeah, for sure. So that's happening as well. Um I don't <laughs> I don't have time to sit there and like contour every day, beat my face as they say, like <laughs> not every day. I, I you know, I can't imagine the everyday person spending that much time fixing their face that much in the morning. Can you do you do, you oh, do that? My or? makeup is done in the car on the way to work and I can beat it pretty well. I like a bit of eyeliner and some I do like a bit of contour. Like I like yeah. a bit of um a light contour. Light contour for the daytime at work. You know, you don't want to I, I don't work in an environment that you need to be too beaten up. But um it's pretty extreme. But think of the pressures they probably feel seeing Instagram people all the time. It's not real. Like they don't see those people in their they in their 
natural light, like, or just on a regular day going to the gym, they only see them in their best light. Of course. And, like, yeah. social media plays such a huge role in today's society because mm. what we see is what we think people look like. So, uh, which may not be the case. <laughs> so that really changes everything where we're stuck looking, you know, we spend mo uh, most of our time on social media or most of our time scrolling yeah. through Instagram thinking that this is what people look like now and they actually don't. So they're either filtering or using Facetune or stretching themselves out and looking <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah, the arm is always the, the, a good show. You know, stretched out legs and arms and, and that's not real either. So, but people think it's real and then they're going to go out and get this surgery they, they like, put, to they do put, that. They put these ridiculous pressures on themselves. Of course. Like, I'm going to look like that all the time. And maybe they get some, they, they think that it's going to make them happy or something. But I'm all up for it if it does. Oh, of course. I, if, there's no, I, I don't, I don't think we have any. No, whatever makes you happy. Surgery. Yeah, whatever makes you happy. But I think there can be extremes to it that can yeah. impact negatively. Do, would you think you do plastic surgery? Um, well, I guess I've always wanted to get my nose job, but that oh, yeah. nose job, but. You don't need it. No, I don't really. I feel like the ship has sailed. You know, mm. I'm in my 30, You've 30 accepted something. it. I have. Um, not that so it's a bad not. nose. Nah, I always, like, wanted a new nose. So I was like, no. I but, think it would dramatically change your face. Remember Dirty Dancing Girl after she yes. got a nose job? No one ever heard from her again. Gone. Bye, Ski. Yeah, but I also think that was at a different time. I think now everyone's just like, whatever you can do to look better, make yourself look better. But I do, mm. yeah, she she didn't really have much of a career after that, not after the nose job. One cameo in Friends. <laughs> One cameo in Friends, and that was all. Um, but now I think people are quite open to talking about if they've had stuff done. Definitely. Yes. Oh, They're yes. Like, yes, I've had it done. I look great. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. I see. I think some people, some people are, some people who are older, a bit more on the down low about it. I, uh, I would, I think I'm not ruling it out. I'm fascinated by people who get facelifts. I'm fascinated by all the injectables really like I love hearing about it. I love learning about it. I haven't done it myself because I'm too chicken. But it's not – I'm not ruling it out. Like I'm trying everything naturally right now with the, the masks yeah, and the you pills and I'll great, do the stuff. But like I won't – yeah. But that, you know, it can only go so far and it's only going to last up to a point where there might be a time where I'm like, well, I might do that. Of I course, because you feel the pressure of trying to – you know, we all do – trying to keep up, like everyone's looking better because they're having these, you know, cosmetic, yeah, like better. fillers and Botox. You know, and like there's only so oh, much facial stuff can, right. you can do. And don't you reckon like, okay, um, it kind of is on topic, like everyone's looking better, but also like have you ever, have you noticed like ugly is the new beautiful as well? Like there's no, this two, but... there's this two extreme thing, two extreme things going on. Like there's this two part going on. You're either, there's enough, I tell you what it is. There's enough enhancements out there or fake stuff like cosmetics, 
plastic surgery, there's enough technology and product out there that you can be seriously fugly and look still really good. Like you can make the best version of yourself even if you're ugly, I feel like. Right. Okay. I kind of understand what you're talking about a little bit. Um, Yes, you don't have to look super bad anymore because there are things that can yeah make you look better if even if it's like i said makeup hair or hair, hair makeup or, i'm telling you there's like th- ugly people out there but then looking not too bad oh yeah of course so they can change the way they look as well i think we all have options so you know whether it's blood facials or if oh, it's God. um <laughs> fillers botox plastic surgery all kinds of stuff whatever you if mm. it, if you feel like it's going to make you feel better about yourself then I guess go go on go forward go do forward. it but just know that go do it just know that it is not go for it it is not a fulfillment just like getting in a certain amount of money you think is going to fulfill you it doesn't fulfill your soul well sometimes we get things and then we just want more of it like where do you stop like yes. it's the same with surgery where do you stop because then you start seeing other things right. and some people go to extreme and is it necessary if you're not in the public eye i think i understand more about yeah. people who are in the public eye that that's a lot of pressure i i can understand what they feel like the pressure to get the actual like actually voluntarily cut themselves open because they you know their whole career relies right. on what they look like and if they age, they might become irrelevant. But I've heard a guy who cuts my hair in this salon. He worked for years in, in Europe and America, I think LA, and he he did hair for some celebrity. He wouldn't tell me the name. But he was telling me that, oh, my God, and it was so gross. He he was doing this, the hair of, like, a, a celebrity that had just got a facelift, and it was f- sort of fresh still. Like, they were, like, healing, but it, could still see the the staples and blood oh of course the, you see the... that every day in LA oh my god are you serious oh yeah like you do you you see people well I mean not all the time wow. but you this, know I remember yeah. meeting up with a with a friend of mine and you know she was like oh yeah my friend will meet us in an hour she's just upstairs at the doctor's office getting like her face pulled oh, and god. you know yeah so we you know Started waited we went for a walk and then you know she came down and we sat there at lunch and there we go it's just part of the norm yep it's part of the norm (laughs) and this celebrity apparently said that they couldn't feel their face like like a cheek or when they put like put their finger or or any part of their face because when it's probably swollen also when it moves because they pull it to a different because they're like cutting and then pulling, it's almost like they have it has to get used to new nerves underneath, mm. and they don't get that sensation until like I don't know how many months. Yeah, later. It has to heal for it's sure. Crazy! Like imagine putting yourself through that. It's unbelievably amazing. Like, is it a level of extreme vanity? Is it extreme vanity? I think it's just like I said, each to their own. If that's what they want to do. And that's what they want to do. Yeah. You know what else is good for your skin? Yoga, I think. I really do believe. Like I've been it's probably good for up. everything. Everything. Yeah. I've picked it up regularly in the last 
like actually seriously in the last six to seven months. And I do feel like my skin has improved. It's, it gives you a bit of a glow. It's subtle, but mm-hmm. I do think that it is. Is it like Bikram yoga or it's just any yoga? Yin. And, Yin yoga. And vin, vinyasa. I, think I love also vinyasa. A little bit of that and like just regular sort of that glowing. I don't know what it's called. like, But they, they guide you through it and they do it and they like they talk you through to the poses. Yeah, I love I love yoga just for for everything. I love the way it makes you feel. I love the way your body looks because it's toned and stretched. I didn't and notice any of that. I noticed the inside. I noticed the mental, the state. Your the breathing. Inside. My breathing is crucial. Yeah. I actually can do it. Like I, I liked the idea of it 10 years ago, but I couldn't follow through. Every time I do a yoga class, my mind would race elsewhere. Like right. I couldn't, I couldn't focus. And it you was... can't get the poses if you don't, you don't focus. That's what's so good about it. It does try and make you shut off the rest of the world and whatever's going outside. I mean, of course, when you get out of yoga, you know, you're faced with everything, mm. you know, life goes on. It just gets you. But yeah. it's so good when you're in there and you're, have to try to be focused to get the poses and hold the poses absolutely you have to come to a point in your life where and maybe some people naturally already realize that but i i guess i was running on my my autopilot was stress mode like Mm -hmm. that's how i felt comfortable in a high anxious highly anxious state and when that wasn't serving me anymore you know uh Yoga came. Yoga came in came my life. Came came through for me, and finally, it's like a way to actually get out of that constant, that neurotic sort of mm-hmm. uh, crazy type of setting that I have. And it really it helps you with yeah. It helps you be calm through uh, other parts of your life and situations that you're in. I I I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I love I've loved love yoga. It. I've started doing um prenatal yoga now. Um, which has been amazing. I well, love it. Was, I'm always curious about that because I never did it. Was it? What do so, they do? So in, I started doing it in LA, and and it was great, but it was definitely a bit different to what I've been doing here. I think over there it was like 30 minutes of like mum, you know, to be mum's chit chatting, mm. and then 30 minutes of stretches. But over here, um, oh, it's been so good. The instructor is amazing. She's um, also a doula. Um, a doula? Jula. <laughs> a doula. A doula. Not a doula. Not a doula. She's not. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't hand out jewelry in she's class. She's not silversmithing. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah, doula. Okay, yeah, yeah. Correction. A doula. <laughs> um, and she just knows what she's doing she comes around she helps us with stretches it's not as intense as right. normal yoga I think that's why I like it mm. um and I'm finding it really good let's just let's hope it helps me during labor we'll is that what they say see. apparently yeah they do say it helps you in labor I'm not sure if it's with poses or because of the, the breathing. breathing um it's all yeah. it's all connected mental internal breathing it's of all course one. and didn't you say um didn't you have you suffer from vertigo? I do, yeah. So I have vertigo, which is why I had stopped yoga, um, unfortunately. Cause, so like know, downward dog, boom. Downward dog was fine. I don't I don't really know. I think sometimes like turning of heads or like oh, laying flat or 
or maybe it being too hot. Yeah, it was just kind of bringing on my vertigo, so I had to stop. But prenatal yoga has been, been fine. Also, I had to uh, have to ask you um, because I I do I am going to admit on this podcast that I freaking watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I, I saw love Real the goat the goat um goat you got goat yoga. Goat and, yoga. And, and tell me more because you're from LA. It exists. You, you live in LA like for many years. Yes, it's a thing. My friends have done it. I, they've sent me photos. Actually, I remember my husband and I watching it. He does watch Real Housewives with me Yay. sometimes. Um, he was just like, is this real? And I was like, it is real. And I showed him pictures of my friends doing goat yoga. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't really know the benefits of goat yoga. I'm trying to think. That's what I'm. Oh. That's how. That's where my mind goes. I'm like analyzing. Okay, if maybe they're trying to throw things at you. Yeah, like, oh, being you... downward dog and see how you feel with a goat, goat on, on your back. back. Yeah, <laughs> see if you can breathe through see that. See if you can breathe Nuts. and concentrate. I I don't know. Or are they just very like sweet creatures that uh, have bring a calming force? Or is this just a fad that probably next month they'll have donkey yoga? Right. I mean, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know about the donkey yoga. Um, oh gosh, I hope not. But yeah, I feel like it might be just a fad. Yeah, um, we'll, we we will see. Um, but yeah, no, been loving yoga, loving my walks. That's pretty much all I can do right now. I'm definitely get, not in the gym at the moment. You might get for go for a swim. Is really lovely. Oh, swimming's for good. Lady. Just find the water so cold here. Yeah, maybe a pool might be better. Yeah, but I've definitely been staying out of the gym. You're more of a gym. Yeah, but You've not been when more I was pregnant. Gym. I love the gym now, but like not when I was pregnant at all. No. Uh, walking was probably the and swimming were the most intense things that I did. I think it's really hard. It's very personal when you're pregnant as to what kind of exercise and physical activity you're going to do. I felt very uncomfortable running, even though I run, but I'm not like a runner. I think if you are. An, an actual runner, like not just 20 minutes or half an hour on the treadmill a few times a week. I think if you like run consistently for long periods for of time or you've done it for years and years and yeah, years, you probably feel okay. more comfortable. And same with weights. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's um, just kind of toning things especially down and when not get going heavy hardcore. Out yeah, I couldn't do it. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I do love the gym though. Uh, I love I love all the classes. I'm very much so the kind of person that needs to mix it up. Like I have to do, um, you know, group workouts. I can do my own thing, but I could not do that every time I go to the gym. I have to do like, I love, um, you know, those grit, grit cardio where they like people those are shouting at you to do, drill yeah, like, like shouting at you to do burpees <laughs> and you're like going to die and like spin classes oh, with God. the music blaring. It's like a natural, if, I feel like I'm back at the nightclubs in the nineties on a, freaking high i feel like they do they do make them like nightclubs now don't they like those spin classes they have like the the music is pumping and yeah you don't need drugs just go to a spin class i'm telling you it's like get a natural high yeah it's pretty hilarious i'm just like yeah this is where women now go to for that natural high that they probably you know you get in a club um it's different it's yeah if you love that stuff, I think I'm more of a yoga zen hiking person, but cool. I know people love their spin classes. No, you said you went to the gym in LA. You joined, didn't you say you you did it for a little bit with your husband? We, yes, I'm not a, I don't mind the gym. I just, I'm not good with, 
I can't keep up with the gym for like, I don't like being stuck in memberships for years and oh, yeah. then you just don't use it or mm. it's far away. So yeah, my husband and I, we, we joined a, <laughs> we didn't know, we found it on Groupon. We're like, oh, hey, let's give this a go. It's yeah, down love the those street. One. I love those Groupon. Love Groupon. It was down the street. I was like, let's give this a go. We didn't know that we would be, you know, signing up for this intense. It was a, a gym feel. It was like a Russian gym <laughs> filled with Russian bodybuilders. <laughs> Um, the Only owner you. was a little bit hardcore, a little bit scary. I kind yeah. of would just go straight to my little elliptical and Aww. do my elliptical and do my little light weights. I just imagine um, this dark grey room with metal, metal like steel no equipment. No it frills. had everything you wanted, but it was very no frills. I just and you know what? It was really good for us. We just the only thing is we had to stay away from you know working out on a Sunday because there was mm. this really creepy guy. Oh. Every Sunday he was there and he would, it was weird, he'd be lifting weights, but every time I moved into a different room, he would move into the room with me and he'd be lifting weights and making sex noises. It was really disturbing. And, yeah, my husband was very, like, getting really annoyed. He was like, we're not coming here on Sundays. You're definitely not going to be working out here on oh my Sundays God, that is by yourself. Creepy A. What is with some men that lift weights and make these It's testosterone. Sounds. Oh, I've been, yeah, yeah. I used to be at fitness first it's when I first. A when, lot. Oh, you know, they, oh, they come up to the mirror, they, uh, and yeah, then they drop it from like a very yeah. high distance and, and then like, oh. You know, like what's with the sexual noises? I hate or, it. I, maybe not, but they it's just very just weird. Don't come to our gym. Yeah, so we haven't been there in a while, obviously. But yeah, that was that was some of them our Russian gym experience. Some of them just trying to show off. Some of them, yeah, just, definitely just propelled by the testosterone. Propelled. That is kind of funny and creepy. As yeah, well. creepy Sundays, creepy gym Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Sex noise Sunday. Sex noise oh Sunday is not about it. <laughs> I love the fact that you can get have a hike, like you can do a hike. Like I, I think in being in the inner city, that was a really good option. I had I'd have to travel a little bit further to go hiking. Um, walking in, I mean, getting out there in the parks is, into nature is always lovely. I mean, I know it's not going to give you like your ripped abs and stuff like that. I it's mean, it's not about that anymore <laughs> as we discussed. It's all about being the best version of you yeah. and being healthy, right? On the inside and and it's still it's still good for you still burning cows. Absolutely. I've also joined a social netball Team. oh yeah that's right so i i do that and your I, daughter's encouraged you or inspired my inspiration you. i did play when we played when we were teenagers you and i and uh we watching her for the ball. last few years i'm just like dying to get out there and i'm like i mean now i realize like, i'm I'm screaming at my daughter's matches but now i don't i know why like fiercely just fiercely competitive inside really like oh, you were it. always super competitive so competitive, remember, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember that when we played softball like in year seven or something that um, I'm not going to name names, but I think I yelled out something. I think I was I was on first base or something and the girl, I don't know, you probably, I'll tell you a name off air later, 
but she hit the ball. No, she didn't hit the ball. Yeah, I was on. I, yeah, I was on first base. We were batting. She was batting terribly, and I yelled out some kind of comment like, "Oh, come on, you could do better than that." Or like, can't you even hit a ball. Like something really, like vanilla. It was okay. Maybe it was a little bit like, "Come on, let's get act together." Guys do it all the time on the field. I yelled that out. Her and the rest of our group friends didn't speak to me for three months. Beck was the only one in the – you were the only one who spoke to me for three months. And, like, it was from then I was like, I've got to keep this competitive streak, like, hidden away, in check, not <laughs> get check. out of control. Like, But I feel like, yeah, people could be sensitive, especially in high school. I guess so. <laughs> I think now it's more, like, less of that and more, like, just encouraging – participation kids to just be you know outdoors it wasn't bullying. play a good game did your best yeah <laughs> i don't think it was enough for hun i think <laughs> there's always a winner and a like, loser no, i'm down i have to win i'm just committed to that like i get everyone everyone does get participation awards at the end but there is a winner there's finals you either your team either wins or it doesn't win. It doesn't win. That is the nature of the universe. It definitely is. <laughs> for some people. <laughs> you can argue with me. Um, if you don't, I, I like, yeah, if you don't feel. Oh, no, I definitely, I mean, why do we have football games? Why do we have netball mm. games? Why do we have basketball games to win? Exactly. You know what I mean? People want to see. I think the kids in the playground is a little different. But, I, yeah, of course, sport is competitive. It you brings out. You are playing uh, yeah. a sport to win the sport. You're not just playing to lose. Mm. So. Can we see it? Can we see it?